Good morning, my brothers and sisters. This is Pastor Dr. Willie Lee Patterson III, pastor of the Redeemed Community Church, located at 6254 House Ferry Road in Mobile, Alabama. What a powerful reminder that my soul is anchored in the Lord by Douglas Miller. My brothers and sisters, what we have learned on this journey is that sometimes the winds and the waves, they don't cease. Sometimes the storms don't cease. But we must be committed to remain anchored because if our soul is anchored in the Lord, the hurricanes, the tornadoes that come our way, they won't move us. We shall not be moved. We shall remain anchored in the Lord. A big ship, if it's anchored properly, it won't move. And so we who trust the Lord 
must believe that he'll see us through any storm and that after a while the sun will shine again. But we must remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding because we know that our anchor is Jesus Christ. So we greet you this morning. We're so grateful to be here on this Tuesday, this Saturday. Why am I thinking about Tuesday today on this Saturday, October 8th? 2022 maybe something good is going to happen this tuesday who knows what the lord has in store but i thought i would stop by today to share a word with you to encourage you to lift you up and to address a subject that all of us have had to face in our lives and i was studying uh, as i always do read several different devotions and dr charles stanley hit on something that that's very critical in all of our lives and is talking about confronting conflict, knowing how to deal with conflict in your life. And so we're going to talk, uh, our, our scripture base is Galatians 2, 11 through 16. So if you have your Bible, get your Bible and turn with me now to Galatians 2. As we look in on this passage of scripture, we're just thanking God for just keeping us yet alive and allowing us to still do his will uh, as imperfect as we are a perfect savior continues to use imperfect vessels because we have our heart fixated on him. Our mind made up that we will serve him until we die. And so though we may stray sometimes, sometimes as my chairman of deacon ministry said, I sometimes I don't act like a, a Christian, but I am the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I'm, I think about David. We talked about that last week, how, how David's heart was fixated on, on, on Jesus Christ, but yet how Solomon became an old fool. And so we, we can't beat ourselves up when we occasionally fall down because that, that sin seed is still in these mortal bodies of ours. And, and so we, we, we are focused on the war, not so much a battle uh, as the war. In other words, uh, Win the prize, my brothers and sisters. Stay the course. A uh, righteous man falls down. But the Bible says he gets up. So we must keep on fighting. We must remain anchored in the Lord. Amen. That's just my opening sermonette, if you will. Thought I'll just share that with somebody who needs to hear that today. Don't you quit. Don't let people make you feel bad and shame and guilt. All guilt and shame went to Calvary. Uh, all of our sins paid in full. Can you imagine going to, uh, to layaway? I, that, I know that's old school, but we used to have layaway and you go and the people say, oh, you don't owe anything. It's paid in full. Oh, you're shot all over that storm. Now, Galatians 2, 11 through 16. Now, when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face. Because he was to be blamed for before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, 
If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even when we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Confronting conflict. The waves and the currents that seem so fierce. But in the word of God, I've got an anchor, and it keeps me steadfast and unmovable despite the time. The storms don't cease, and just in case the wind they keep on blowing in my life, my soul, my soul that I got here in the Lord, in the Lord. In the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Now, let's get after this word on this Saturday morning. It is amazing that we see hypocrisy in the church, in the lives of believers. You know, we often tell people to rightly divide the word, to always speak the truth. Don't slant God's word. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. And by all means, now that Christ has risen and gone to Calvary, don't use law to conflict a man's heart. Don't use law to confuse a babe in Christ. You know, we read Old Testament and we need that knowledge and it, it, it prepares us for Calvary. It shows us just why we needed a savior. Uh, the, the blood of the animals couldn't save God's people and God's people couldn't keep the law. The, the law became heavy and they were constantly having to shed the blood of the animals. They were bombarded with laws they added uh, to the Ten Commandments and they created laws that were just almost, I would call them insurmountable odds against them. Uh, it's simple as if a man worked on the Sabbath, he could be stoned to death. A woman and a man caught in the act of adultery, 
Uh, they shall be stoned to death. And so when you read the law, you began to really appreciate uh, Jesus coming on the scene. Uh, at one point, God wanted to destroy mankind and he repented that he ever made man. But Noah found favor with the Lord. And we think about life and all the rules and regulations that we face every day. And we must comply with the law of the land. The Bible teaches us to render to Caesar that which is Caesar and unto the Lord that which belongs to the Lord. And so we have learned that if the speed limit says 55 on I-65, if we're driving 75 and they pull us over, nothing to do but sign for that ticket because we broke the law. But there are times in our lives when law uh, and I, 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 I'm going back when I say this. Uh, before the Emancipation Proclamation, there were those still trying to hold African-Americans in slavery. We know we celebrate Juneteenth because it got there six months after uh, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation down there in Texas. And they were set free. And I always say this as a parenthetical, uh, set free, but where am I going? I have no, no wealth, I have no income, I have no source. So I suspect many probably stayed on and worked, hopefully, for pay. But nevertheless, as I stay on the front porch too long, I want to build this argument today in terms of how do you confront conflict when you see wrong and you know it's wrong? Uh, uh, there, there are times when we just say things like, I'm not getting in that. I'm going to just mind my business. But brothers and sisters, if Dr. King had considered his four little children and that beautiful wife, we and they meant not just Dr. King, but he was the leader. But if people had the mindset that I'm not going to confront this conflict, I will not confront this maltreatment of human beings because I have a family to be concerned with. I have little children. But, but people decide to stand up. And when they stand up, they can take a position. They stood strong. And, and, and Dr. King often said, and I'll paraphrase, if a man can't find a cause to die for, it's not worth living. And so, brothers and sisters, we see Paul having to confront Peter. And, and, and the words that he used, the hypocrisy, the hypocrites, uh, that when certain men came around of the Jewish persuasion that was still trying to hold uh, the Gentiles under the Jewish laws. Uh, when they he fellowship with these men, he talked with these Gentiles. Uh, but as soon as those came from James, the Bible says he withdrew himself. Before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. You know, we see that often in life. Sometimes people will hang out with you, but when certain people come around, they don't like you, and, and, and they all of a sudden will withdraw themselves from you, fearing that they will lose their friendship. And so Paul uses a word, he says, and the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him. Uh, so even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. Isn't it amazing how... People will turn on you. You thought they had your back and, 
and, and, and somebody has to stand up and say, what you're doing is wrong. And so it takes guts to confront conflict, especially when you see hypocrisy, when you see people in the church that won't speak to certain people, won't, won't, won't entertain certain people because of status or, or something they'll hold on to in terms of uh, lifestyles, if you will. You know, we, 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 we have a great dilemma in America and in the world. You know, the whole concept by LBQT, it is taking a life of its own. And, and the church is struggling. The church is grappling with this movement, if you will. And, and so we find ourselves caught in a situation where do we, do we allow LBQTs in our church Do we allow them to marry One another And so it's, it's a great moral dilemma For the church And so when we read our Bible Our Bible is clear That God made man and woman But where do we Draw the line as God's Leaders as God's people We're called to love all mankind And so we must know Where love starts and where love Ends uh, we hate to sin and Jesus clear about that but we love the sinner now I know LBQT if somebody listening today would say we don't call that sinner sinning Pastor Patterson so you're wrong there but I, I must stand on the word of God but I, I, I tell people my family is a melting pot we have all we have straight gay bi and it's, it's a family and we love everyone in this family. My grandchildren that struggle with their sexuality. I love them. Um, but the conflict comes when they want to marry. And so my, my spiritual antenna does not get on that channel with them. But I, I never stop loving though. So it's, it's a major conflict that we deal with in the world. But what we cannot do. Is shun people because of a conflict and and because of our belief system. Um, I, I I can love the man that mistreat me. I can love the woman that lied on me. I can love the man that 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 may have done something to me years ago. I've forgiven and forgotten, forgotten and moved on. Even that wife that's unfaithful, that husband that's unfaithful. Uh, it's a conflict, but we learn how to forgive so that we can move forward and so 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 he had to confront peter he said that when i saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel and that's important my brothers and sisters you must be straightforward about the truth of the gospel that the law has been fulfilled when Jesus went to Calvary. These men don't have to be circumcised. And we've been taught that if you want to keep a part of the law, then you must keep all of the law. You can't cherry pick the whole people hostage with the law. Let me just give you three or four or five points before I close these with Paul as he deals with Peter. Um, one thing we do know, not every issue or accusation requires confrontation. We don't confront every naysayer, every gossiper, every backbiter. Uh, some we just leave in the master's hand. When we know truth and it's not really impacting us, we just don't say a word. Now, we'll say this. Point number two, brothers and sisters, conflict avoidance is not conflict resolution. You know, 
In this case, it was clear to Paul that conflict avoidance was not the solution because uh, that matter needed to be addressed. Some matters must be addressed head on. You've got to deal with it and believe that God will give you the words and the wisdom as to what to say and how to say it and when to say it. And sometimes, my brothers and sisters, you come down hard like Jesus had to do when he went in the temple. Uh, there was a conflict there. Uh, and he said, y'all turn my house into a house of thieves and shall be the house of God. So he turned them over and got the whip out. He ran them out the temple. They were cheating people. Uh, they were thieves. They were shortchanging people in the temple during the exchange. Conflict resolution. We must learn how to resolve conflict. And what I've learned is facts speak factually, speak what the word of God says, and leave the matter in God's hand. And how that person received the gospel is up to them. But we must give the unadulterated gospel truth to a matter. Uh, this is a matter that's clear. That Jews were trying to hold Gentiles hostage. Because now, but what I find really, really amazing is that Peter seemed to have been okay because he was eating with them, he was fellowshipping with them. But when those of the persuasion came who still believed they need to be circumcised, he withdrew and separated himself because he feared those who were of the circumcision, those who were still holding on to the law. You can move forward with life, but yet if your friends are still holding on, it, it's sort of like growing up in the deep south where I was raised in Mobile, Alabama. There were those European Americans, if you will, who believed in equality, but they had family members that, that just didn't believe and they had a struggle. They had a struggle in their own families. And so when certain family members came around, they spoke the same evil language to out of fear of losing their relationship with their family. But brothers and sisters, sometimes it takes courage, but you have to address the conflict. And so how do we deal with conflict? How do you respond to it? Well, you need some spiritual discernment, first of all. God perfectly understands the situation. And he can help us understand, too. With his assistance, we can gain insight into the source of the problem and move forward toward resolution. See, the problem here, as Paul perceived, that there was hypocrisy uh, and that, that Peter was acting like a hypocrite because there were those still holding on to the law. And so Paul said, I had to confront him. Sometimes you need a quiet spirit. Now, it's natural to react quickly and defend ourselves. But we need to deliberately focus our attention on the Lord and experience the inner peace that he promises. Oh, now, Lord, I've got to respond to this. This is wrong. What, what Peter is doing and, and the hypocrisy that he is showing because these are the circumcision have come on the scene. 
So we get in our quiet place and God says, move forward, confront in the name of Jesus. Now, that's a message there, my brothers and sisters. Confront in the name of Jesus. And so the message is from the master. And as we address, so he says to Peter, if you being a Jew, Live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews. Why do you compare Gentiles to live as Jews? You, you, you want the freedom. You want the life that gave you emancipation and, and, and freedom from law of the land that you, you couldn't keep. But why are you trying to compare these men to live as Jews? He says, we who are Jews by nature. And not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not. He's going right at the heart of the matter now, not justified by the works of the law. But by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Brothers and sisters, we want every believer to live under grace and mercy. Let us not entangle men, women, boys and girls with a bondage of guilt and shame. The process for your forgiveness when you mess up is the same for that man, boy, woman, and girl. Um, you ask God for forgiveness and he cleanses you and he turns you around. You don't add other stuff to other people. You know, certain people want to come before the church uh, because they've been caught in their sin. But then if it's your family, uh, don't worry about it. And so, no, we must either live on the law or on the grace. I choose grace. Peter says, I mean, I'm sorry. Paul says, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also found sinners. Is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law that I may live to God. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, he says, I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. What a powerful provocative message that should have caused Peter to just shake as Paul shook him down. He used wisdom. God told the disciples that the Holy Spirit would give them wise words to say when they face hostile authorities. He'll do the same for you. If tempted to speak hastily, ask the spirit to seal your lips until God provides the words and the proper time to respond. Brothers and sisters, as I leave you this morning, I want to remind you, no matter what the situation may be, God has called us to represent him the same way that Christ did through dependence on our heavenly father.
So next time someone speaks critically to you, how will you respond? Use the wisdom that God has given each of us. And in some situation, you may have to step in and protect the weaker vessel. But our soul is anchored. This has been the Redeemed Community Church. Located at 6254 House Ferry Road, Mobile, Alabama, 36618. You can catch us on Facebook, Redeem Community Church, Mobile, Alabama, every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. for the Sunday school hour, followed by 10 a.m. morning worship. If you happen to be in Mobile, I pray you visit us, uh, 6254 House Ferry Road. We're there every Sunday, uh, sharing the gospel, good music, good preaching, good praying, good fellowship. Until next Saturday, my brothers and sisters, remember your soul is anchored in the Lord and confront conflict with wisdom given by God to you. Be blessed, my brothers and my sisters.